Hello and welcome. I'm Marquette and you're listening to Mind Body Dallas. I am so excited to have Laura Tarbell on the show today. Laura is an IFBB pro, WNSO pro, and mom of two sets of twins. Yes, two sets of twins. And real quick, if you're wondering what IFBB stands for, it's International Federation of Bodybuilding and WNSO is World Natural Sports Organization. Laura started coaching in 2007. At the time, she had just begun her career as a fitness model and fitness competitor when friends and coworkers started asking her for weight loss and nutrition advice. In a desire to give educated guidance, she took her first nutrition course. 15 years later, she is now a master health and wellness coach, level three performance personal trainer, advanced Stott Pilates instructor, and a functional nutrition practitioner. She recently qualified for the National Health and Wellness Board certification and plans to complete that in November of 2022. Over the years, her coaching progressed from weight loss and performance-based macros and training to also include functional nutrition and supplementation. This was a result of developing her own hormone and digestion issues from overtraining and overdieting for competitions, and she saw a need for it with her client struggles as well. She now specializes in helping competition athletes look their best on stage and then transition into post-show with long-term health in mind. She also specializes in helping frustrated moms who can't seem to lose weight no matter what they try to get to the root cause of what's preventing progress. She helps them reach their physical goals to feel more confident in their body and ultimately to live a more fulfilled life. Laura, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Well, we get to talk about something really exciting, uh, cycle syncing today, our <sighs> menstrual cycle. So yay. Thanks for being our expert today on all of this. Of course. My pleasure. Being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all of our listeners, tell us a little bit about how you became interested in this and how cycle syncing has really helped you. Sure. So I first became interested in this when I started learning about hormones and the different fluctuations during the month that happen, which honestly, like I didn't start learning about until I was in my forties. I wish there would have been a class, a health class or something in high school that would have taught us this. So I'd been a little bit more in tune with myself before, you know, (laughs) this stage of the game. But um, I started learning about that, but the hormone fluctuations in order to try to optimize my training. Uh, and then it, it just kind of expanded into, well, if I'm doing this for my training, how can I support it nutritionally? What should I be doing lifestyle wise? And it just became, you know, this really nice way of um, giving myself uh, a cycle throughout the month in terms of all of those things, training, food, um, and lifestyle to focus on and to make sure that I'm, you know, putting in deloads, that I'm getting um, a a phase of autophagy for self-cleansing, things of that nature. And I found it's been really nice to tap into what's happening with my hormones to feel good in each stage of the game and not try to be fighting myself um, in the different phases. Mm, I love that. So tell us a little bit 
what is cycle syncing? What is our menstrual cycle? What are these phases that you're mentioning now? Yeah. So a woman's menstrual cycle can be anywhere from 28 to 32 days, kind of depending on, you know, the woman and men, their cycles are 24 hours. So they don't notice the differences in the hormone fluctuations, the highs and lows between various hormones like we do, um, where, you know, early in the cycle, we may feel one way. And even though environmentally things are the same later in our cycle, we feel completely different because our hormones have shifted and we experience things differently because of that hormone shift. Um, so it's really a way of tuning into what's happening with those hormones, those rises and falls, and then basing nutrition, movement, lifestyle in a way that supports those changes. So you can optimize the, the positives that come along with the various hormones rather than fighting and working against your body. Mm, that's amazing. I mm -hmm. love this. And you're right. So powerful. I feel like you and I are probably talking to our clients about this regularly. So this is relevant. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I hope to empower a lot of people to be talking about it you know, in the sisterhood in general with friends, clients, sisters, um, throughout, because we really, you know, and more trainers too, hopefully people can be listening to this and health coaches across the country, just really start empowering, uh, women to start tuning in to their bodies a lot more. It's really powerful. And I bet you've seen that with a lot of your clients who are doing with yourself. Yes. And also mm -hmm. with clients, do you feel like that yeah. too? Yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of people don't know when's the best time to work in a deload and how often should we be doing that? Um, and why do I feel off when I'm lifting like later on, you know, like uh, the week before my cycle? Why is my eye hand coordination off in that phase? Like all of those types of things um, are signals that we need to listen to and work our programming around. So it's, it's really, um, I think, educational, you know, for women to learn more about their body with cycle syncing and, um, you know, connect with their body. So they feel more in control of what's happening with their mood, their emotions and physical changes. Um, so that they're aware of what's, you know, going on. Absolutely. This is, this is so empowering. Um, yay. Okay. Well then let's get into it and get mm -hmm. a little bit more information to all of these women listening, or maybe there are even some men who are, husbands who are listening to this to support their uh, wives a little bit more and or dads maybe listening to mm -hmm. support their wives or their and or their daughters. And so um, for any guys listening, hey, thanks for being here. And um, for all of you women, let's get into this empowering uh, information. So I've heard of it, mm -hmm. the, the cycles as like four seasons, like in nature. So Let's start with the first one, winter menstruation. That's our day one of our cycle. Our cycle begins and um, tell us all about it, like symptoms, what's happening, the hormones, nutrition, energy, exercise, mood. I mean, tell us everything. That's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah, sure. So menstruation, as you said, is deemed the winter of our cycle. And that's because all the hormones are low in this phase. And with hormones being low, our energy tends to be low as well. Um, in this phase, you really want to listen to your body and not force workouts or social activities because in, in winter, we tend to turn inward a little bit more, you know, we're a little bit more home bodies. Same thing is true here. Um, we kind of want to turn inward, focus a little bit more on self-care um, and uh, not, you know, we're not prone to do social activities 
um, during this phase. So it's fine to, you know, be a little bit more of a homebody and, and say no to social gatherings if that's what you know, your body is telling you um, and your energy is telling you. Um, so day one is technically classified as the first day of a full bleed. Uh, if you have spotting leading up to that, that technically doesn't count as day one. So when you have that full bleed, that's your day one. And menstruation lasts through until you're done bleeding. Um, hormones, again, are at their lowest. Um, and in this, this phase, um, the lining of the uterus is breaking down and being shed. And that's, you know, what gives us our period. Um, here, prostaglandins are the chemical that is made by the immune system, which help our uterus contract. And that's what actually causes cramps. Uh, but it helps the uterus contract and shed the lining, shed that blood. Um, and if these prostaglandins are actually too high, it, it can cause contractions in the intestines as well. And a lot of women find that a symptom of menstruation is having looser bowels or more frequent bowels. Um, so that's a very um, normal uh, symptom here with menstruation. And I'm going to talk about a little bit before menstruation too, how bowels change when we get to the late luteal phase as well. Um, so in this um, phase, again, with movement, you want to listen to your body. Um, we like to program at Nutrition Dynamic, low intensity, steady state, just walking, something easy on your body. You want to do gentle movements. There's no high intensity activity. Yoga is another great option, light yoga, not power yoga or hot mm -hmm. yoga, but just something that's gentle on the body. Um, with food, um, iron is going to dip during your cycle, especially if you have heavier periods. And that can trigger fatigue, sometimes fogginess, and feeling a little bit down in your mood. Uh, so when your body's levels, uh, body's levels of iron dips, it can also cause sadness, irritability, and um, the way that you can improve this, of course, is to eat iron-rich foods. So during menstruation, we want to be including beans, lean red meats, um, uh, especially red, oh, sorry, lean meats, and especially red meat, uh, spinach, nuts, and tofu, or you can take an iron supplement. Protocols for that would be just 15 milligrams for women ages 14 to 18, so those teenage years, and then 18 milligrams for women ages 19 to 50. Um, and you, all, you get your iron levels checked before adding in a supplement, before ever adding, you know, something you want to get, you know, blood work done and, and things checked uh, and talk to your healthcare provider about it as well. Um, but uh, you know, adding in those iron rich foods during menstruation will help with some of those symptoms of fatigue and fogginess. Uh, and then adding in vitamin C rich foods to help support iron absorption. It's been shown that vitamin C rich foods paired with that iron can help with absorption up to three times. So foods that you should be included there. Yeah, it's important. Um, are broccoli, citrus fruits, kiwi peppers, and strawberries, lots of brightly colored um, vegetables and fruits there. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Um, all good things. I mean, things that we should be really including anyway, and you can do this not just during menstruation, but during the entire cycle, um, you know, including these foods to help with iron uh, levels. Um, in terms of seed cycling, this is a really popular thing for women to do. So in menstruation and the follicular phase, 
what you want to be including is ground flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. And you're going to do a tablespoon of each of them each day. And the reason that we do that is flax seeds support estrogen levels and they actually bind to extra estrogen in the body, especially inflammatory estrogen and help eliminate that through our stool. Mm. And you want them to be ground, um, not the, the whole flax seeds because our, our digestive system actually can't break down that shell. So you want to do ground flax seeds, either buy them that way or grind them in a coffee grinder um, and then store them in the fridge so that they'll stay fresher. Pumpkin seeds are important because they're a great source of zinc, which helps support the progesterone that we need for later on. Progesterone is a major player in our um, cycle as a whole. And so we wanna make sure that we are supporting that all throughout. Even though the levels are low right now, we wanna support production later on. I love and that. Then, yeah. Um, and then things to stay away from, are fried foods and processed flu foods um, that those all increase inflammation and will actually worsen PMS. Uh, so alcohol as well. Um, caffeine actually in this um, spot can be a little bit tricky. You can be extra sensitive to caffeine. Um, so just watch your levels there. If you're getting jittery, it could be a sign, you know, that you need to cut it out during menstruation. Um, and then the last thing is just hydration. You know, we're losing fluid, so we need to drink extra. I always recommend to people, you know, throughout the month, you need to drink at least a gallon of water a day um, and, you know, add a little bit more during um, your, your cycle. Um, and then with hydration, you know, you want to, again, I mentioned staying away from alcohol and coffee uh, because they can cause more inflammation, but those are also diuretics and they can make you extra dehydrated. So um, again, you know, it's going to play with the water um, and hydration levels. So we want to be careful there with those two. Mm. What awesome information. Ah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is Thank so you. exciting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to talk about the other three phases of our cycle. So I guess after winter would be then spring. So tell us about mm -hmm. the follicular phase and this springtime yeah. in our season. <laughs> yeah. So this is a great time too. Energy is usually amazing during follicular. I have my clients who are on cycle syncing. They're all, they all like celebrate when follicular phase comes around. Um, so in follicular phase and toward the end of menstruation, really, estrogen is going to start rising and it can have a positive impact on your mood because estrogen helps the brain produce feel good chemicals like serotonin, endorphins and dopamine. Um, and as you know, the estrogen levels rise and they peak right before ovulation, um, you know, you're going to feel better and you're you're going to have you know, a lot more energy. Um, this is a really great time to focus on muscle building. Um, so as you're lifting weights and doing resistance, you know, estrogen is very anabolic. So that's going to be great for building muscle. Um, so follicular phase is really defined as the, the day when your period stops to ovulation. And that can vary depending on how long the cycle is and when you ovulate. So approximately like one to two weeks. Um, estrogen really rises here and helps thicken the lining of the uterus for a potential pregnancy. That's, you know, its job here. And because it rises again, energy is going to go up. So you're going to feel 
lots of motivation. Um, you're going to feel more social productivity is going to be up. So this is a great time to schedule meetings and presentations. Um, you know, get out your to-do list and, you know, find a space and, you know, get, get to work. Cause this is a really great time to get things done. Um, also in this time, libido is going to start rising as we're approaching ovulation. Uh, so that's a nice thing. So men, if you're listening, you know, yeah. this is, it, it, dealing with wives and, and things like that, you know, this is, this is a great time for libido. Um, in terms of training, um, again, we want to focus on strength training here. Uh, we tend to program uh, about four to five days of strength training here for our clients in follicular phase. Yoga can still be done here. It's, of course, important to keep yoga and stretching and mobility work in all the time, but you can pull back on that a little bit, maybe two, two days, three days, um, depending on what your schedule is. Um, and then also thinking about um, body part specific, you can really like target areas to help them grow here versus full body workouts that will be important later on. Um, you can go on longer hikes. So if you're a hiker, you know, schedule these longer trips. I have someone who's um, getting ready to hike the Grand Canyon. I was like, make sure you do it in follicular phase. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, just keeping activity all throughout the month, you want to make sure you get in, you know, 10,000 steps a day and, you know, pushing, making sure that non-exercise activity thermogenesis is stable. Um, you can do a little bit of HIIT training here uh, as you approach ovulation. So later follicular, when estrogen is high and energy is really good, your body is a little bit more resistant um, uh, to uh, heavy training and heavy loading. Um, in terms of food, we actually program a moderate uh, calorie um, uh, Oh, and I just, I forgot something in menstruation. We'll have to go back. Um, but a moderate calorie um, protocol with moderate carbohydrates um, because we are a little bit more carb sensitive. So we can increase the carbohydrates a little bit with our macro setup. We like to do a Mediterranean style setup. Um, so that's looking at maybe like 20, 25% protein, 45% um, to 50% carbohydrates, and then around 30% of fats. With food choices, uh, we can do, we really want to focus on cruciferous vegetables, which help to break down estrogen so that we don't have too much, um, which can help later on with PMS, headaches, heavy periods, you know, painful periods. Um, all of that can be a sign uh, that estrogen is too high. And these foods break down into DIM in our bodies, which helps to lower um, that estrogen level. So that can be, be helpful in the grand scheme of, um, the cycle. I love that. Wow. Such great information mm -hmm. and so helpful to get in sync with your body and all of these phases. Okay. Well, so go mm -hmm. back for the menstrual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I already know what you're going to say now that you, I feel like you got <laughs> <laughs> to set it up a little bit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I did talk about like, food during your cycle, um, or in terms of calories and calories, macros yeah. and things like that. Um, so we like to set up a phase of autophagy in, mm. in the menstruation cycle, and it can be anywhere from one to three days, depending on the person and how they respond to this and autophagy is self cleaning. And this can mean a bunch of different things. Um, it's, you know, mostly it's called fasting and people tend to go right to like not eating. Um, but 
we actually say you can fast from anything. Um, you could, you could do like a protein fast. You could do a carbohydrate fast. You could do, um, like an intermittent fast. Um, mm. you could also fast from social media. You can fast from Netflix, fast from something that feels toxic to you and essentially reset yourself every single month, which I think is important to do, um, on a, on a, um, continuous basis, um, in order to make sure, you know, that you're feeling the way that you feel and, and just lifestyle wise, you know, um, hitting, hitting life goals. And, um, in addition to physical goals, uh, I personally really love to do a fasting mimicking during this phase. I'll do two days of that. Um, usually on days one and two of my cycle, which is about 500 calories and I'll intermittent fast until later in the day and then do like a keto style. Um, as, as a uh, competitor, I tend to push the protein, I push the carbohydrates and it's really a nice reset for me to pull out protein and carbohydrates and give myself like a little bit more fat based, higher macro percent percentage um, and, and reset in that manner. Um, and it's, you know, in doing that, of course, I'm not training during that, which is fine. Again, we're focusing on low intensity during menstruation. Um, but that's typically how we will um, set up a cycle of autophagy for people long term. Um, so yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so that's in the menstrual cycle. And then, mm-hmm. and then we went to the follicular phase, that's the springtime. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then we were doing the yeah. Now we're at ovulation. Yeah. Now we're at ovulation summer, baby. Like, yeah. So woo! this is like, you know, the party season. Yeah. And very I wish it was outward. A, yes. Very outward. So this is the time to schedule social events. If you want to have a party, do it on ovulation. Yes. Because um, you will find that you do want to go out more and want to be more social. I like personally, and with my clients too, we'll talk about, you know, my last week during ovulation, I wanted to go out to dinner. And now this week, my husband wants to, and I don't want to anymore. Now that I'm in the luteal phase, I'm like, ah, I don't want to go out. And it like, it's a, a real thing that, you know, oh, yeah. that drive to be social. Um, it's And libido at the same time will be at an all time high during the cycle at well, ovulation. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh yeah. If you want to throw a party, do it during ovulation and make sure your husband is home. It's <laughs> sure around. Yes. Be sure that, um, yeah, you're not, you know, anyway, yeah. definitely libido is through the roof for this one. So, yeah. So, and you might feel like superwoman at this time. Yeah. Energy is going to be really high and your, your body physically and mentally will be very productive and also very protective because that egg being released, your body wants it to, you know, make it down the fallopian tube to, for you to get pregnant. Um, so like, as you said, the, um, you know, estrogen is going to peak right before this and that triggers LH, which is your luteinizing hormone to ovulate, um, to trigger ovulation. And so then the egg will travel, you know, through the fallopian tubes and, you know, a few days later you'll get pregnant or not. Uh, or you'll know if you're pregnant or not. And um, so that's what's happening here. And I wish summer, this ovulation stage was a little bit longer than one day, but it's, it's actually technically one day when all of this happens, but it might be, you know, um, depending on symptoms and how uh, sensitive you are to those changes in hormones, it might last for anywhere from three to, to six days. Um, you might be feeling really great. Those um, are the people that we call fertile myrtle. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because sometimes people are like, why am I having a hard time? I'm like, well, you might only have one day that ovulation, Mm. you might be the one day person. And some people that are like, really, you know, fertile myrtle, it's like they, their ovulation might be a little bit longer. I mean, yes, it Mm -hmm. only, at least I've heard one egg. Yeah. But their hormones might stay, you know, in that happy phase for longer. Um, and then during this time, again, with energy this high, you're feeling like superwoman, we're going to, you know, increase training, train hard, we will actually increase um, calories at this point, your body will use them um, more uh, productively, or more say more productively, your b- body will be able to utilize that nutrition um, for muscle building and um you know, whatever your goal is there, intense training, um, or cardio wise too. Um, so you can go hard here with your training and increase calories a little bit. Um, you can also program in hit workouts. This is a great time to, you know, go try Barry's boot camp or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, orange theory, uh, during this phase and, uh, really push yourself. Mm, love that. Yeah. It's, oh. it's a good time, a fun time. And, <clears throat> a great time for mixing like ideas too with people. I feel mm. like because we're cross pollination is really good time too. So even, yeah. you know, like business meetings and stuff like that, really being fertile in your, in that yeah. too. So like yeah. you were saying earlier, like productive time with yeah, creative time, creative. As yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you sure. Creating. Summer are the best, best. Yes. It's almost like, okay, (laughs) autumn's coming. And yes, I'm excited because it's cooling down a little bit and it's relief. But in Mm. our season of, in our, you know, phases of our menstrual cycle, it's almost like, oh, we're going back inward. You know, autumn's coming. So tell us about the luteal phase, autumn. Yeah. So luteal uh, phase starts after ovulation and lasts until the first day of your next period. And this can be usually about two weeks, give or take a few days. Um, In early luteal phase, energy is still going to be good. And food choices actually for luteal phase and ovulation in terms of seed cycling, you're going to switch that to one tablespoon each of sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. And we do that because those are both rich sources of selenium and vitamin E, which support progesterone production over the next few weeks. Um, So immediately after progesterone, after ovulation, progesterone rises and it's um, the dominant hormone. Progesterone is very calming and it reduces anxiety. A lot of women who I work with who are doing hormone um, replacement therapy, when we add in progesterone, we do it in the evening and it helps them sleep better. Mm. So... That's um, a really interesting, you know, component to the progesterone um, that can be helpful. Um, but then as over, over, as we travel into late luteal phase, estrogen and progesterone are, are going to drop a little bit. And now you're finding the PMS symptoms coming, dropping energy. Um, you might get headaches from the shifts in estrogen. Um, and if this happens just the day or so before your period, it's generally thought that it's brought on by the blood pressure changes and sudden dilation and constrictions of blood vessels that are happening. Um, So you want to eat uh, nitric oxide rich foods, which those would be beets, pomegranates, watermelon, spinach, and that helps with blood vessel dilation and reduce the severity of the shift and reduce the severity of the headaches. 
Um, during this time as well, spatial cognition and hand-eye coordination can be off. It's actually strongest during menstruation when your hormones are low, uh, but it's at the lowest during like the higher hormone phase and like mid-luteal phase. So if you play a field sport or like basketball or something, again, it's like you feel like everything environmentally is the same. You ate the same foods, you, you know, did the same warm up, but you just feel off in your game. This could be why it's the shifts in the hormones. Um, in terms of libido, it's going to start declining here in uh, the later luteal phase. And again, you're turning more inward, focusing on self-reflection, self-care. And that, you know, can mean simple things like doing more meditation, taking more breaks during the day to do breathing breaks is what I call them. It's just one to two minutes to help with um, the, uh, the downturn in mood and energy. Um, you can do baths, you can do saunas, get extra rest, sleep in an extra hour and focus on light yoga. Um, so when training, so when we relate that to training, we're going to pull back a little bit. We're not going to be training every day. We're not going to be training crazy hard body part specific splits. We're just like slamming the glutes. Um, we're going to be doing full body circuits. Um, again, every other day you can do 15 minutes of like light, either light cardio, steady state, or some like moderate intervals after you're working out or, you know, just do walking, um, depending on how you're feeling. We want to still try to stay active, get those 10 K steps. Um, but, um, we're going to pull back slightly on training, um, in terms of food, um, we are a little bit less carbohydrate sensitive. So we want to drop our macros to reflect lower carbohydrate, moderate protein and higher fat. And this is really ideal for helping support progesterone. Progesterone is hard for our bodies to produce. So we want to support that with fatty foods that our body uses to make uh, progesterone. So looking at fatty fish, avocado, olive oil, olives, nuts and seeds, things of that nature um, can be really helpful. Uh, you don't have to go like full on keto. Again, we just want to keep things moderate and, and balanced. Yeah. Um, and balancing throughout the month. Like I love that mm -hmm. you're helping your clients understand that from day to day, you need different things and mm -hmm. your energy systems and your hormones are changing. So why not balance that out within your body and with what you're putting into your body? I yeah. love it. Yeah. Keep going. And keep it, going. I totally interrupted. Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, and it doesn't have to be a crazy shift. Like maybe mm. the percentages just go from 30% fats to 40% fats and you feel that difference and it makes a difference. Um, so it, again, it doesn't have to be extreme. Um, we do during this phase though, cravings can be really high. So you want to make sure that you're having balanced meals throughout the day with proteins, carbs, even if it's, you know, vegetable carbs, and fats, you know, all throughout the day. Um, and it's very interesting here that calories can actually go up during this phase um, due to the metabolic impact of progesterone. So studies show that we have five to 10% of an uptick in metabolic rate during this phase, during late luteal, and that equates to about 100 to 200 calories. So if you experience bad cravings, instead of like giving in, and again, it's, you know, I don't want to, um, you know, say giving in is bad, like anything like that. I don't want to label things, but try increasing calories to see if that changes your level of cravings and yeah. it could, could almost, you know, uh, do away with the cravings. 
Um, in terms of food choices, uh, you know, we want to stay away from inflammatory foods and drinks again, as they make PMS worse. Uh, so again, no alcohol, you're going to be sensitive to caffeine. So watch how much you're taking there. If you have caffeine in your follicular phase and then cut it out, um, it's actually really a great idea to cycle your caffeine anyway, because your body adapts to it and you'll just end up needing more and more. So, um, you know, this is a nice way to cycle that. Uh, and then staying away again from processed foods and fried foods during this phase. Um, let's see, what have I missed? Oh, foods high in B6, again, to support progesterone. So that's chicken, turkey, whole grains like brown rice or oats, um, starchy vegetables like sweet potatoes. And if you find that you're not getting enough through foods, maybe, you know, if you don't eat meat, something of that nature, um, or you're still not getting enough, even with, um, you know, these foods, you can supplement with 50 to hundred milligrams, um, either cycling it during this phase or throughout the entire month, um, to help with that. Oh, I love this. This is such yeah. great information. You're so good at this at explaining oh, thank you. all of these <laughs> cycles. Okay. So I don't think you missed anything. You, you hit everything. Um, okay. what about though, give us some, do you have any miracle stories or inspirations like personal hmm. clients that you've worked with or even in yourself of, you know, anyone that you'd like to share? Yeah. So I have a couple clients who have come in with hormones out of balance and, you know, we do some various hormone work, hormone, um, cleanse or not cleanses, hormone detoxes and, um, some balancing with, you know, supplements or, um, hormone replacement therapy. And once we get to a spot where things are balanced, going into, um, uh, cycle syncing is a really great way to long-term keep the balance. Um, so I have some people who have come in with PCS and PCOS and, you know, we balance hormones and then we, you know, set up this cycle syncing and it's amazing. Like their cycles, like with PCOS who have like you miss periods and, and things like that. And it, it, we, um, we are able to get really consistent with their cycles. So, mm. um, it's something that I mean, it, it truly does work. And it, it, it can take about three months to really fine tune all of it specifically for each person. Um, but you'll start noticing the difference the very first month when you start changing the way you move and the way you eat um, to, again, work in tune with your hormones and not fight it. Uh, you'll notice a difference right away. And there's different levels to how in depth you can do it. Um, I have people who, you know, this seems like a lot, you know, we have, there's four different phases of macros that we're doing and like all these different workouts. Um, so you can start just light and try like, you know, some type of autophagy work on day one of your cycle. Um, and then you're coming into ovulation phase and maybe do a refeed on that with a higher calories. And you can, you can tap your way into it if you don't want to dive in headfirst. Uh, and you'll still notice the benefits of it. Now, for women who don't have a cycle, either from, uh, you know, uh, maybe menopause or amenorrhea or, you know, which is things you want to work on if it's amenorrhea um, or birth control, you can do this with um, just the monthly calendar. You know, every first of the month, we just call that your first day of the cycle. Or you can do it with the moon which like, I, I can't keep track of one more thing. So <laughs> I am like, I'll go with the calendar. Yeah. Um, but 
that's, you know, another way to do it if you don't actually have a cycle. Yeah, because do, I guess, do they still see maybe some people are into this intuitive eating or intuitive whatever, and I haven't studied much about that yet at all. I mean, I try to be intuitive with my body. Yes. Listen to your body. That's one of my favorite things to say, but mm-hmm. you know, say when your energy is down, you're thinking, well, maybe my hormones are down a little bit. Could I honor that? Because mm-hmm. in a couple of days, I bet I'll feel better. And then maybe I'll go a lot harder on those days and start to say, oh, I'm seeing a pattern here. It's day 18, or maybe I could start taking a I don't know, people could just start paying more attention to their bodies too, and then get really Cre- mm-hmm. find their cycle, you know, and then yes, like you're saying, like, look at the days of the the month and start yeah. to see, oh, yeah, I'm on this cool cycle or. Mm-hmm. And some clients that I have who don't get their cycles, you know, as they're on birth control, they still get some symptoms. And so you yeah, can that's what I was trying to say. That. And just light symptoms, like maybe their breasts are tender, they get some water retention, bowel changes. Um, oh, which during luteal phase that happens. I don't think we went over that. Um, yeah, you mentioned because and- we talked about, you know, what yeah. people sometimes call the period poops. Yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then tell us the luteal. <laughs> yeah. So luteal right before, um, progesterone triggers, you know, harder stools and competi- uh, constipation because it makes it harder for the bowels to move or the, the stool to move through your bowels. Um, and so it also prompts water retention, which leads to that blow bloating. Um, and depending on how sensitive you are to progesterone, uh, you know, this could be a week's worth of, you know, issues. It could be a day or two. Um, so everybody's slightly different, but to help with that, you want to choose, of course, foods that are more fiber rich, you want legumes, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and then drink more water, fiber and water work synergistically, um, to help move the stool through, um, in terms of natural remedies, if in, like instead of going to a drugstore laxative, yeah. you would want to do something like a rye bread, which um, ha- it works better than like the laxatives and, and probiotics um, that in, the fiber in rye bread, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, is called arabinoxalin. <laughs> but what it does, it ferments in the intestines and that triggers contractions to help move the stool along. And it does that without any cramping or uncomfortable side effects that you might get from laxatives, um, prunes or dried plums, whichever you want to call it. Um, the University of Iowa um, Medicine uh, School of College of Medicine, excuse me, shows that it's more effective than the psyllium containing fiber additives like Metamucil and um, Fiberall that you know can help make you more regular. Um, and what those have, what the prunes have is a rich source of sorbitol, which is a natural sugar alcohol that is mildly stool softening. Mm. So it'll help move stools through, um, supplements that you can take if it gets bad that, and these are natural things, um, you can load up on vitamin C. I mean, I've had people go all the way up to like 10 grams. Um, wow. and it, it, it just helps push it out. And then you're going to like immediately come back down to just a normal dose of anywhere from one to two grams. Um, you can also load up magnesium citrate, which helps pull water into the intestines and move things through. Um, and then we also have a product called bowel mover that's by Cellucor that's, that has a little bit of Senna in it, as well as some other like nourishing, um, gut, uh, herbs that use just on an as needed basis. That's not a long-term supplement. Amazing. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. great. 
so helpful. And yes, we all need help along and it, it <laughs> takes the mystery out of this. When we start taking the messages from our body, we can start saying, oh, okay, this isn't so mysterious after all. This is, of course, I'm in my luteal phase. So of course this is happening. I can now, I'm empowered yeah. by what Laura has taught me to take a little, um, like you said, the, the magnesium or maybe some mm-hmm. extra vitamin C or whatever it is. So yeah. I love that. Prunes, anything. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as much as we can stay natural, the mm-hmm. better. Yes. And then a natural remedy that we have for PMS is called menstrual ease and that's mm-hmm. available on newethics.com. Um, and it's just, it's vitamin C. So that's going to help, you know, it's built in there for, those constipation issues. It's got your B6 in there. Um, it's got choline, magnesium, taurine to help give you kind of like a calm focus. Um, the Dong Quai root, ginger root, licorice root, all of those things to help with, uh, those PMS symptoms. And that's been an amazing product. It just was recently released this summer, um, helping women with menstrual, um, you know, symptoms. You can also take it during ovulation. Some women get ovulation symptoms from um, the changes that happen in the rise and fall of estrogen during that time. And you can take it during ovulation as well if you feel symptoms then. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Well, um, now we know everything we didn't know that we needed to know about the menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited with yeah. all of this info. And, um, and honestly, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to no. you up. You can honestly dive in deeper. There's some really great resources um, by Dr. Stacy Sims, um, mm. who does a lot of research uh, for women. And in, in, in all the fitness research, there's, it's mostly done on men. There's a limited amount done on women. And she is really one of the pioneers doing it on women. Um, she has a book called Roar that's about the menstrual cycle. And then Next Level is a book about uh, menopause. Um, and then also Alyssa Vitti, she has a great book called in the flow and woman Co- and another one called woman code. And they both have really good podcasts as well. Oh my gosh. Yay. I can't mm-hmm. wait to check those books out. Maybe I'll do my next book <laughs> review on, um, one of those books. Thank you for yeah. those recommendations. I've never heard of any of those. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. And the podcast, of course. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what else did I, did I forget to mention anything or did you forget to, I mean, I don't think so. Is there anything Um, else you want to leave us with or any? um... Yeah, sure. If, if, you know, if people are interested in setting this up um, for themselves and they don't know where to start and they want some guidance, um, you can reach out to uh, the company that I work for called Nutrition Dynamic. Um, We have a number of coaches that can help you, you know, set this up. Um, and it just nutritiondynamic.com. You can go to the health coaching page and set up a free discovery call to talk about coaching and what your goals are, see if it's a good fit and then, um, get you started. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. And thank you for all of this amazing and empowering <laughs> information. I feel, um, like the lady who wrote the book roar. I feel like hear me roar. This yeah. is so empowering. So thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm so glad. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, I'll link all of this info too on the, um, on the show notes, but where can we find you? Are you active on Instagram, Facebook? Do you have an email that you want to throw out there? Or are you, do you yeah. have a website? Yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram. Uh, my name is just laura.tarbell.ifbbpro. 
And my email, if people want to reach out is Laura T at nutritiondynamic.com. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again for your time and thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Awesome, Laura. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.